Look, I told myself that I wouldn't overthink this podcast and I would simply record an episode edit it and upload it, but let me tell you, I've tried recording this episode three times. I recorded a full-length episode the second time only to listen back on it, realize that the audio quality was absolute shite, and decided to record it again. So here I am. The microphone is even closer to my face than usual because the last time I recorded this episode, it was pretty far away from my face. You could tell because you could hear the echoes of my voice and you could tell that I was in a room. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to re-record the whole thing and articulate my thoughts better. So since the last episode, I recorded, which was basically my prologue. I have repeatedly been trying to record a new episode, and I've thought about what I was going to say a lot. I've been thinking in the past week kind of like what I want to discuss for my first official episode, and a lot of topics crossed my mind, but I wanted to just ease us in to this new podcast. I wanted to give you all something that's easily digestible, not too emotionally heavy right now, and kind of just have a discussion, have a conversation, and have fun. And I think that's something that I was freaking out about so much is just like, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? You know, what if I say the wrong thing? And I was like, you know what? This is exactly what prevented me from ever posting a new YouTube video was these like concerns that I had about the quality of my work. So here I am today recording a new episode and yeah. Hello everyone, my name is Elaine and you're listening to A Girl on the Internet. This will be my official introduction, something that I'll try and say every single episode. Before I get into today's topics, I wanted to go over something that I failed to go over the first episode. Well, not the first episode, the prologue. And I just wanted to say that the purpose and my intention with this podcast is to help articulate my thoughts, my perspectives, opinions, feelings, stories, and put them into a format that anyone could listen to at any time of their day, whether it's in the middle of the night, early in the morning, while you're driving, if you're at home bored, want to close your eyes and not strain your eyes looking at a screen for so long, if you're doing your makeup and want something to listen to, I want to be able to make something that you're able to do that too. Like I said before, I love talking, I love having conversations with myself, and so I kind of just wanted to include all of you in. If you are here from last week and you're listening again, thank you so much, I appreciate it. If you are someone who has personally contacted me and gave me your feedback and your response to my first episode, thank you so much. I loved hearing from all of you about how you felt about my episode and what I was saying. Um, I was super surprised to see that some of the things I said, even though it was only a 12-minute episode, resonated with you and inspired you, and I I really, really appreciate it. If you're a new listener, hi, welcome. Uh, Thank you for giving this podcast a chance. I really hope you enjoy it, and yeah, let's get right into it. What I wanted to talk about in this episode is kind of about 2021 New Year's resolutions and my high school experience and the closure I had with high school. Because high school was basically the previous chapter and the last humongous chapter in my life, I wanted to quickly go over that. 
To kind of dive into my closing high school experience, I wanted to talk about my attitude before quarantine ended versus the experiences I had after quarantine in the way and how I looked at life differently and felt about not having to go to school in person and just living at home all the time with myself, my dogs, and my family. For me, quarantine was... I have to admit, by spring break, like right before we were going to get off, I had already known that we weren't coming back. I mean, they hadn't officially declared it yet. Considering what I had already seen on the news, the fact that COVID-19 was announced as a global pandemic around spring break, I was assuming that it was just going to get worse from there and that we would never return. So when we received an email that we were not going back at the time for three more weeks, I was not surprised really and I was actually kind of excited because I was like oh my god I don't have to do my work what are they gonna do what are they gonna sign I know whatever it was it was not gonna be anything like the work we would have done had we been in class in person I just felt really relieved I started staying up really late into the middle of the night almost all night basically I was a night owl I unfortunately began procrastinating on a lot of assignments once they moved everything online because teachers were extremely lenient everyone was just trying to familiarize themselves with the online format and they were trying new things students and teachers had a lot of wiggle room to make mistakes and to learn and so I was just kind of like relaxing letting my mind just let go of all this stress that I had when I was in high school in person. I just kind of personally enjoyed the first part of quarantine mostly because at the time it wasn't really bad in my area. We had barely just figured out that this was going to be something serious and so everyone was taking precautions. We had stay-at-home orders so everyone was basically at home and we were all on the same page. So it was a really relatable moment for a lot of people. There was a lot of fear, of course, but everyone was, you know, binge-watching Tiger King or just staying up late or on social media making memes. It was, like, a very relatable, united moment, and I think that's what made the first part of quarantine so special for certain parts of the world and the country. Of course, this was not the experience for everybody. There were some people that had to just go back to work, figure things out, and those are totally valid experiences. This was just mine, and this is something that I noticed that a lot of people experienced. A part of me was so happy to be in quarantine because... By the end of high school, I was already really, really stressed out. I was stressed out for a couple reasons. One of them was that at my school, there's this year-long project that we do followed by a competition, a school-wide competition, where we find a real-world problem and create a real-world tangible solution to that problem. And so... I had a partner and it was just her and I. We had one problem the first half of the year. Come second semester, we found out that the problem did not have a practical solution. Like the budget we would need to create even a small working prototype would have costed so much money and would have required us to travel probably to NASA or something. It's a long story. 
we were running out of time, and so we decided to change our idea halfway through the year. Honestly, that was my fault that I had been dreaming too big, and we ended up having to switch gears like halfway through the year. Around the beginning of quarantine, which was in March, we were kind of totally screwed with our project because even though we had basically caught up with all our work, we were behind in making prototypes, finding materials, um, talking to people about the problem we wanted to solve, and competition was basically in April, and we had barely caught up in March. So we were all freaking out, and let me just say that competition put a lot of stress on not only my shoulders, but my partner's shoulders as well, and I couldn't help but feel a little bit happy that I didn't have to go back. Additionally, I was a part of senior class office, and while I hold no grudges and I'm not mad at anyone, I hated it. I initially walked into it thinking it was going to be a fun time, and it didn't turn out being that nice. It completely flipped on its head, and it was stressing me out. It was stressing me out because it was a toxic environment, and I was just like, I'm stuck here until the end of the year. In senior class office, we were basically in charge of fundraising for the senior class as well as planning out prom and the senior banquet and kind of helping arrange things for graduation. And so our next biggest event or goal was prom. The stress was like increasing and it was something I was dreading because that meant I would have to work really closely with the other officers. I would have to start working a lot more because I was VP of the senior class office and I was looking forward to planning out prom. It was something that I really, really wanted to do and I was so happy. But by the time it hit March, after all that drama that happened, which is something I'm not going to dive into because it's not worth like digging back up and I I did not want to do anything. I didn't want to contribute anything because I just dreaded meeting with these people. When I say senior class office and these people, I do not mean the entire senior class office. To be quite honest, it was only like two people and I don't hold grudges. Again, it's, it's not that bad. It was just, I think if they were listening to my podcast and they heard this, they'd be like, you know what? It was toxic. You know what? It was overdramatic. I think the class perceived us as great individually, but once we were put on a team together, it did not work out. It really did not. And I have a friend who listens to this that was a part of the senior class office. I think she knows exactly what I'm talking about, and it's it's pretty funny. Like, now that I think back on it, like, it's, again, not a big deal, but it was just Let me tell you, any ounce of energy that I may have had in March, like, I know that planning out prom would have sucked out every little drop of it by the end of the year. So when I found out that we weren't going back, I was really happy because I was like, you know what, I won't have to worry about this competition thing that I kind of screwed up and I won't have to worry about prom or graduation or the senior banquet or having to work with anyone because, you know, I was getting really stressed out and it was taking a toll on my mental health. Um, That's something I wouldn't have admitted before, but now it really was. And it's not that we weren't doing anything. I'm pretty sure I didn't do that much work in senior class office as I had hoped to do, but I just think the dynamic and the relationships that we had and just the vibes were off and there was a lot of miscommunications and stuff and it was just no when quarantine came around that all changed because i stopped stressing out over what people thought of me what people would say if i said a certain thing i didn't have to worry so much about what i would say anymore i didn't want to hand anyone 
any sort of blackmail material or whatever by making some stupid comment, you know, because I felt like at that point in the year, there were people just listening in, waiting to hear something come out of my mouth. And I was just so, so worried that people would care about what I would say, what would people say, rumors. Once quarantine came around, I didn't have to worry about that anymore. I could just sleep when I want, do what I want, say what I want. Like, I could just do my own thing. And of course, it took time to get over that hump and to find balance, find um, inner peace. That's an exaggeration, but kind of just this feeling of like, I don't have to ever see these people again. I also didn't have to worry about high school anymore, which was stressing me the heck out. I forgot to mention, you know, by the time quarantine came around, and I've said quarantine so many times already, I had already moved on mentally from high school. I had already learned where I was going to go for the next four years and which university accepted me, and I was really excited to move on to the next chapter. I had finally found a group of people that I loved and appreciated, and they were people that I felt, and I still feel today, that were always going to be there for me. And I know a lot of people may not have had that kind of support throughout high school, but I, I realized that I was very fortunate too, and because I had such a strong support system, and because I already knew where I was going in the next chapter of my life, I was just ready to cut off all the stress and all these unnecessary pressures. Could I have been a better partner for my competition? Of course. Could I have been a better officer? Yes, definitely. It's something that I look back at now. It's kind of funny to think about. And I realized I was imperfect. I made some mistakes as well, but I'm glad I moved on from that. And I, I hope everyone that I went to high school with is just doing well and doing better if they were doing bad or doing amazing if they're already doing well. This is actually something I would have never shared with anyone but my closest friends. So congratulations if you're listening to this. Now you know some of the most stressful moments of my senior year were those couple moments. Because I had already moved on from high school at a certain point uh, before spring break, I was not super sad when I learned that we would not have prom. Now that I think about it today, I'm like, damn it, I'm never gonna have a prom. It hit me the other day when I was recording the second attempt for this episode. I was like, I'm never going to have a high school prom. It's kind of sad when you think about it, and I mean, of course, this definitely doesn't get rid of all the opportunities I could possibly have in the future to go to a ball or go to an event where there happens to be dancing and people dress up, but it's never going to be prom. And, you know, I'm constantly reminded of it. Whenever I watch tick flicks and romantic comedies from the early 2000s that always have prom scenes or even Disney movies, because it's it's seen as such a big deal and even though movies romanticize it heavily, it is still like, you know, damn it, I never had my prom. I'm still not as devastated as I think I could have been, but it is kind of sad. However, I think the fact that my district was able to host a graduation ceremony for all of us was beautiful and wonderful and they did a really great job, especially having arranged it so last minute and having integrated social distancing guidelines and you know, bought masks with their school logos on it. It was, it was really cute, and that ceremony did provide a sense of closure I think I would have not have had had I not gone to it. Of course, like, the whole class didn't show up, but 
the majority did and now I officially have my beautiful high school diploma. I have my cap and gown that I was able to wear. I had my makeup done by my lovely friend Tara. It was amazing and I just really enjoyed that day. It was like congratulations everyone you finally did it you finally got through high school and you've been recognized for it despite everything that has happened i remember feeling so happy that night i was like in such a good mood especially afterwards when i got to take pictures with the people i love it was an enjoyable experience you know having like being able to go to a stadium and seeing everyone again for the last time and just hearing where everyone's going and seeing people so excited about the next chapter of their life. And it was like, we're all leaving each other, but it's okay. And that's the way it is. If I had to really reflect on high school and how I felt about it besides senior year, where I was super stressed because of college admissions as well um, for the first semester and seeing people constantly compare their progress and their admissions scores. Oh my God, that was so nasty. Um, I hated that so much. And seeing people talk down on themselves because I went to a really highly competitive school. If you are not familiar with the school I went to. Everyone, well, especially in the group I was in, they were all just comparing all the time and being like, <laughs> some of my favorite like moments or like when people are like, oh no, like you're so smart and you're probably gonna get in, but like me, you know, like, I don't know, it's been hard for me and I hated hearing that. Because at the end of the day, if you're a high schooler that's listening to this and you just went through the college admissions process, which I bet was kind of funky and new, um, or you're someone who's younger, honestly, in the moment when you hear everyone announce their results and compare themselves, it feels like total garbage. You're like, what is wrong with me? What am I doing with my life? The moment you get out, you find the school that you're meant to be at, at least for now, in the present time, it doesn't matter anymore. It matters what you make of the opportunity to be able to go to college. You know, going to college in general is a great phenomenal accomplishment, of course, when you're constantly comparing yourself to people who attend higher-ranking schools or get accepted to Ivy Leagues, it is easy to fall into this trap of, like, wondering why you weren't good enough or wondering why you couldn't do it but others could, and it's a toxic mindset. And that is why I would personally say senior year was one of my least favorite years of high school. I, if I had to rank my high school years, I think number one would either, I think would be junior year. None of my high school years were perfect, but if I had to rank like my happiness level, I think junior year was the highest. Second was freshman year. Third was senior year and fourth was sophomore year. I hated sophomore year. Hated it with a passion, but we're not going to go into that. I just briefly wanted to touch on my high school experience and kind of just let you know how I felt about it. It was fun while it lasted, but I'm so glad I was able to let it go when it was time. I'm just happy to see a lot of my friends going to places that they're excited to be at. If you're one of those friends or you're just someone from my high school, I hope you're doing well. So moving along uh, to my next topic, I wanted to just talk about the future and looking forward. I wanted to talk about my 2021 New Year's resolutions, but I'm not going to call it that. I, I remember I read an Instagram post and it, it talked about 2021. Don't look for goals and solutions. Look for continuity, which basically meant look for continuity. Look for progress. Because I think a lot of the time and something that this post acknowledged was that when we have resolutions, we're so fixated on that end goal that we neglect any progress that we made on our way to that final goal. 
that we have to realize that progress and continuity is non-linear. It is something that we can go in circles about all the time. We can start off amazing, then fall back and fall on our asses, but we can also get up and move forward again or maybe barely make a few steps back to where we initially were, and that's okay. If I had to give things that I would like to improve about myself and just kind of continue or make progress on, something that I always have a goal of doing but I never end up doing is reading. I have a friend of mine, hey Natalie, I don't even know if Natalie listens to this, but if you're listening to this, hey, Natalie reads like all the freaking time. She does. And I envy that because reading is such a valuable and important skill. I remember like the last time I checked in on her reading habits, she was reading books like once a week. And it was like, how were you able to do that? You know, I was an avid reader up until freshman year of high school where my lack of time management skills caught up with me and I was never able to successfully make room for another productive habit other than school and extracurriculars or whatever I deemed as like necessary or required at the time. So reading just fell out of the window. I never touched it again. And it's something that I wish I could do. And I want to read actual books. I don't mean just like online articles, even though I have improved with reading online articles. Uh, I mean, I don't read it all the time, but occasionally I do. I want to read an actual physical book. I think I only read one book in 2020 successfully. And I mean, I was kind of pressured to because of my dad, because he was encouraging me to fix my habits. And I did. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I realized during my first semester of college that I used to be a huge fan of fictional novels, but now I'm starting to dabble in nonfiction and self-help books and just these books that talk about life and living and different experiences that people have in America. I really love reading about that because I'm just kind of sucking in all this information and trying to inform myself about other people's lives and other people's experiences and open my blinders and broaden my perspective. I've been wanting to read Pride and Prejudice for a really long time. I think I read like the first five pages, never touched it again. There are some other habits that I I always talk about improving on, which includes eating better, exercising. I've never been very successful. I have this huge weird habit of only being able to do one at a time. So if I'm eating well, I'm not exercising. If I'm exercising, I'm not eating well. It's like my mind, the way I see things, I'm only able to handle one of those tasks at a time and it's so weird, but I'm working on it. I think in terms of my eating habits, during the last part of 2020, I did improve significantly. I hate to admit this, some of y'all might cringe, but I, I used to eat fast food like every single freaking day. It was really bad. It was getting to a point where I started to feel like crap every single day. And I was genuinely worried because my body was acting up. It was responding to all this garbage that I was consuming because on top of all those fast food meals, I was also consuming snacks like ice cream, chips, whatever, at any time that I wanted to. My body didn't like it. And so I fixed, I started fixing myself. I remember I was like three weeks clean of absolutely nothing bad for my body. But then Thanksgiving came around, things fell off. I think it only literally lasted for a month where I was absolutely like on top of my game. And then I started having a snack here and there, eating a pumpkin pie slice here and there. I don't think that's bad, but knowing myself, I kept progressing to the point where now 
I'm having like a really unhealthy snack every single day. I'll either have coffee, but the coffee I drink is very sugary, has whipped cream. You know, it's not the best for you. A lot of chocolate. There's definitely things in there that are not good for you. I also either eat ice cream. I eat ice cream like all the time and I know I know it's not good for you but I can't help it and I definitely don't want to advertise or promote this way of thinking of shaming yourself for not eating well and the only reason I'm saying this is because I know I could do better you know your body you want to eat an ice cream bar eat an ice cream bar you know of course don't eat 80 trillion of them every single day or a month you know or a year because 80 trillion is a lot I'm just talking about my experience and my journey towards better eating I am coming from a place where I was eating like garbage every single day and I want to cut out as much garbage as I can because I've noticed when I eat better and I actually eat nutritious foods and I actually eat things that are good for my body I feel it and it feels amazing. My mood significantly improved once I started eating better. It's like insane. Also, I wanted to mention, I went to the eye doctor, I think yesterday or the day before, and my eyesight improved. I have never had that happen to me my whole entire life. Ever since like elementary school, my eyesight has been slowly deteriorating and it started to level off and I think that happens naturally, but I've always like either the deterioration of my eyesight was leveling off but still slightly increasing or was jumping, okay, by like a lot. I went down by a quarter in both eyes, by the way, and I was just really ecstatic and excited because I was like, dang, I've never had this happen to me before. I don't know if it's because I'm I'm not wearing contacts as often as I used to or if it's because I improve my eating habits whatever it is I'm so thankful for it and it just made me feel good about myself and so my point about bringing up my journey with eating is that my progress has not been linear at all but I think what is keeping me above total complete failure and self-destruction is that I give myself a pat on the back, maybe not literally and physically, but mentally, whenever I do something good for my body, whenever I eat a healthy meal, I tell myself like, hey, you could have easily not have eaten this today or not have chosen this specific thing for your meal. You could have not eaten vegetables, but you did. And that's pretty cool. Just keep going, you know, like don't think about it too much. Next time, next meal, let's see what you do. And I kind of just give myself some positive self-talk. And I think that's the only thing keeping me afloat from utter complete failure uh, with my goal and I think that's an important thing to remind yourself of whatever whether you want to get in shape or you want to eat better or you want to start something whether you want to start a business or a YouTube channel or a podcast it's okay to fail or miss a little target but as long as you get back on track you're fine and the only reason I was able to even start this podcast and successfully upload my first episode was because well the day I came up with this idea was so freaking impulsive. I thought about it. I recorded a 20-minute episode, downloaded it to my computer, edited for three to four hours, posted a poll about whether or not people would want to listen to me, and I still uploaded my episode anyways, and I posted the link the next afternoon. It was such an impulsive decision, but because I did not allow myself to put myself down at any point within those 12 hours, that is literally the only reason why I got to upload my podcast. I was watching a YouTube video the other day. Noel Miller, I think you all might know him, He's basically Cody Ko's best friend. He was like, 
no one gives a fuck about you. No one does. He was like, no one cares what you're doing. No one cares what you have to say. So say it anyways. Do what you want to do. This is not what he said, but this is something I want to add. You know, as long as it's productive, it's something that's benefiting you, something that you think has great potential to be something great for yourself or someone else, you know, something that just will make you have a better time in life. Do it no one cares. Instead of telling a bunch of people about my idea to start a podcast, I just did it anyways. I didn't even consult anyone about this, and that is the only reason why I'm able to record this episode today and talk to y'all. And I'll admit, I wanted this episode to be uploaded by Wednesday. I'm recording this, I think, on a Thursday, and I think this won't be up until Friday or Saturday, and that's a few days off my schedule. But you know what? It's better late than never. People, like, I know that I have some supporters, and I'm so thankful for them, that will listen to my podcast, whether it's late, whether it's early, or whatever. As long as I am consistent and try my best, I know people will listen to me, whether it's five people, or I don't know how many I could ever have on here, but that's something that keeps me going. And I just remind myself, I'm like, I'm doing this podcast for me. And I just told myself, just say your thing, see where it guides you, see where it takes you. And oh my goodness, I wanted to talk about another thing I did today. I also have this little goal in mind to do something new. And I don't really have a set time frame of when to do something new. I want to just try new things. I have been waking up super late lately. I know I'm not the only one, but I just, I hate waking up late, but I keep doing it because I get so tired. Um, I take long naps during the evening or during the late afternoon and it ends up biting me in the back and I end up, you know, sleeping super late. And it's something that sucks. But this morning I woke up, I think around seven. I woke up a little bit before seven And I was like, I want to go for a walk. And I had been thinking about going on a walk since last night. But this morning when I woke up, I was like, I want to go on a walk. Just do it. And I tried to think of the best way to get ready super quickly that would allow me not to think so much about going out or not. And I took my lovely dog, Poe, out with me on a walk at like 7.45 in the morning. It was amazing. I loved it. I was, I literally laughed out loud or like, not like laughed mischievously, but just like giggled or chuckled or whatever. Because I was like, no way am I walking out here alone. Because I'm personally not used to like walking outside alone. I know that sounds silly. It may sound silly to a lot of you, but for me, that's a big deal. I woke up early, took my dog out for a walk, And I was by myself and I made that decision on my own without consulting anybody and I did it for me and for my happiness. And I was like, wow, I was in such a good mood. It it started off my morning so well. I mean, I ended up taking a nap like three hours later. I know, so silly, because I was just not used to waking up that early, and I slept for three hours, woke up around two, and I was still so happy because after my walk, I had done a bunch of just little things that I had been meaning to do for a really long time. I was like, I'm gonna do those things, and I ate breakfast, washed some clothes, put those clothes away, cleaned my desk, you know, sent out some emails, and I was just feeling so good, and so my word of advice to anyone who's wanting to do something new, there's this quote that I read before. I forgot if it was, was it Eleanor Roosevelt who said this? It was a a famous person who said, do something every day that scares you. Now, you don't have to go off and, you know, light a car on fire because that's arson and I'm pretty sure there's other crimes you're committing by lighting a car on fire. But, you know, if you go out and you go for a walk or you go to a park or you go to the beach, 
read or just spend time with yourself or listen to music, watch a movie, do something that you haven't done for yourself ever or something you haven't done in a while, it feels amazing. And don't think too hard. Don't think so much about it or, you know, put yourself down and think, oh, I can't do that because of this or whatever. As long as it's productive, it's benefiting you, it's harmless, it's good for you just go out and do it. That is kind of a mentality I'm trying to adopt, and I'm not necessarily trying to promote being impulsive, even though in my experience, I can be a pretty impulsive person sometimes, and some of my best decisions or my most productive ones that I'm so proud of have been extremely impulsive, and that is because on a whim, I was like, I don't care. I'm gonna do it anyways, and I just, if you're a person that's not that spontaneous or impulsive or whatever, I just encourage you to just be a little a little bit. Or at least, like, if you don't want to be impulsive, just think about something you want to do. Don't spend too much time thinking about it because I honestly, another issue that I always encounter when I want to do something, especially with this week's episode, is that I think too much and I think too much about what I want to say and what I want to do and I end up not doing it. I don't know how to reword this in a succinct fashion, but treat yourself well. Talk to yourself positively. It's okay to feel sad it's okay to cry. It's okay to have your bad moments. I literally had a breakdown last night. The fact that I woke up this morning, went out for a walk, and did something for myself that was productive and good, that breakdown didn't matter anymore. And the fact that I just had a total reset and just bounced back like nothing, instead of obsessing over it, I just did it. And I have no regrets, and I'm in a way better mood than I was 24 hours ago. If you're feeling down, you have been feeling down, if you've been feeling gross, pull yourself back up when you're ready. Don't think too hard. Sometimes thinking is our worst enemy. And just have a good time. We have a lot of time on our hands, and every day is a new day. I sound like, honestly, like a cliche motivational speaker, but I'm in a really good mood today. And I'm surprised because when I recorded this episode the other night, I was, like, not feeling it. As cheesy as this podcast episode may have been and made you smile at some points or made you, like, giggle or cackle or whatever. So to close things off, if you have goals for yourself this year, just know that some goals take a long time. Maybe you won't end up completing your goal this year or next year, but as long as you're working forward, you're making progress, even if you move back on that progress, something that's amazing to remember is that instead of stressing about reverting back to square one, think about how far you were able to make it and how far you would be able to if you continue you moving forward. Like, let's just say you want to square dance and you start off not knowing how to square dance. A week later, you know how to do half a dance or a quarter of a dance, but you end up stopping because you get discouraged and you're like, damn, square dancing is hard. And you just end up sitting on the couch for the next two weeks and you're like, oh, I should have kept going. Instead of putting yourself down for not continuing, think about, dang, I was able to learn a quarter. Imagine if I start up again. It may take a little while, but once I get there, I already know where I could go. Let me just get back there and see where it goes. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. I really hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. I hope y'all have a beautiful week. I appreciate all feedback, so if you like this episode, feel free to follow me here on Spotify. Feel free to message me on Instagram and let me know your thoughts, and I'm excited to talk again next week. I'm even more happy that despite having tried recording this episode a trillion times, I finally found an attempt that I'm comfortable with. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening. I love y'all. Bye!